listening to Fox Sports Radio. 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 It was an AFC East battle, so to speak. It was not the prettiest game in the world, but it was the New England Patriots coming back to beat the New York Jets. 30-27 to was the final from MetLife, a big road win for the Patriots last night on Monday night. And the lead is, and this is where Vegas, quite frankly, is different. And it's what I think is great about Vegas. We always say sports fans, even if they don't bet, they want to be smarter than their buddies. Well, this is a great example of that. The New England Patriots won the game, and they have been downgraded. Las Vegas, the Vegas perspective is that New England is worse than we thought off of what we saw yesterday. Downgrade. The Jets lost the game. They've been upgraded. Fezzik, for example, in his power ratings, a full point downgrade for New England. Now, typically, in a given week, he doesn't downgrade any team more than a point. Now, sometimes maybe, but not. it's very uncommon. So literally, we're saying that almost as big of a downgrade as any professional better is going to give any NFL team, you know, let's say the Tampa Bay Bucks. They got obliterated Sunday night. Downgrade maybe a point, maybe a point and a half. Maybe it takes that much to win a game and be downgraded a point is one of the more extreme things you're going to see. And the Jets upgraded a half a point. Jonas, as a fan, let's start there. Uh, Do you think more or less of New England, more or less of the Jets? I think a little bit less of New England, but I still think it was a feel-good win for Cam Newton. One of those, hey, you know, good for them. They won the game. That was that was my takeaway from it. But it's clear they're just not a good football team. The Jets, the Jets aren't good either. But the Jets were in total control of that game until late, and New England just does what New England's done in the past and seemingly always figured it out. But you can just look up and down that team; they're just not very good. Getting burned on big plays by Joe Flacco. Um, you know the the ability to to only you know pick up a few yards at a time. Uh, these real long methodical drives, which are, are effective at times, but no real threat downfield. Cam Newton missing throws. So yeah, it wasn't it wasn't the greatest game for New England, but they'll take the win, I'm sure. Yeah, I mean that's the easy part. Um, I mean you'd rather win than lose, right? That's where we start yeah. the conversation. I would say this: we we should have maybe had a little music. A little intro music when you were saying the Jets are, you know, they're not good. It's like, you know, I know Skip Bayless, and we'll have a little bit from Skip later. Uh, he's big on the something, you know, the hot takes over the top. But, you know, you're going right there like Jets aren't good. That's kind of the master of the obvious, wouldn't you say, Jonas? Oh, yeah, no, I was just pointing out, you know, you asked my thoughts on no, it. No, no, was no, my no. Was, the Jets aren't a good team. I, <laughs> I'm just saying it's an understatement because to me, this is, <laughs> and having fun with it, this to me is. Right out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific. I mean, let me ask you this. Can you think of a team in the last five years that's been worse than this Jets team? No. I, I And I thought about this looking at their schedule. They're 0-9. I don't know if they win a game this year. 
because you, you can look at three games where they'd have an opportunity. They're all at home against Miami and, and Vegas, and both those teams are playing really well now. And then you get Cleveland later on in the season at home. I, I think it's more likely than not that the Jets go 0-16 this year. And I think this 0-16 team is worse than the Cleveland 0-16 team of a few years ago. Yeah, I, I tell you, that Cleveland team and the wise guys – the Sharps were betting Cleveland a lot that year. And in general, if you have a team which has zero wins, historically, at past a certain point, and, you know, tomorrow I'll have that. I'm going to I'll re, uh, brush off the dust of that research and freshen it up. But I can tell you most certainly, if you have zero wins, it is something that the team – is really cognizant of. They're very aware. They got that big donut, and they want to win a game. Yeah. I mean, it's like because you don't literally, if you go 0 for 16, you're going to be in that that smallest list of the worst teams of all. And even if you're not that bad, though, again, the Jets may be, it still puts you on that list. And I, 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 I would think it player would want a Super Bowl win more than they would not want to be on this list. But you really think about it. What is the Super Bowl is saying that year you were the best team. It doesn't even say that you were one of the best teams of the decade. It says best team that year. If you're on a list with, you know, what is it? Three or four uh, or three or so other teams, right? Tampa Bay, I think, was owned 14 and 76. The Cleveland team was 0-16. Didn't the Lions go 0-16 once? Yeah, yeah, the Rob Marinelli. Yeah, so, I mean, that's it, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. So, like, you would be, like, the fourth team on (laughs) the most inglorious list in maybe sports, (laughs) right? Because no one really remembers in the NBA, oh, there's that nine-win team or what. You know, I know NBA fans kind of know, but I don't know. I think it's nine wins or something. But you know, we just were able to rattle off the 04 NFL teams, at least in yeah. the fairly modern era. You know, fourteen <laughs> games or more. And it's yeah. also because every week it's a build-up to another loss, and then you focus on that one loss. In the NBA, you can play back-to-backs, or you can play, you know, four and five days, and and you can get the bad taste out of your mouth. But this one, you've got to sit on a loss for an entire week. 16, 17 weeks in a row, and there's no other outcome other than you losing a game. It just, it's its almost like you're on a standalone stage every single week, and everybody's just seeing, are you going to lose again? And then, you know, there's only been a few teams that have lost every single week, and the Jets look they, they, like they might be the next. And I'll tell you this, it's funny. Every time there's a really bad team, the tendency six, seven, eight games in is to say they can't win a game. But what we saw last night is probably a pretty good indication that they can. I mean, because you you literally look at the second half. So various sites have a win probability. So what that is, is based upon their computer algorithm, given the current circumstances, you know, third quarter, 10 minutes left, down three, ball in the 40, what is the chance of that team winning? And after every play, they adjust it and adjust it. And it's an actual fascinating thing because there's a lot of ways to actually assess um, like what was the truth of the game. Because we've seen the Bears have a game or two early this year. We've seen the Cowboys against Atlanta where the team that won 
felt like that was not the team that should have won. But in the yeah. NFL, you get your win. But by looking at the win probability, you can say, yeah, but if all things, if this game was kind of played 10,000 times, what would happen at each of these stages? And the entire second half to the very end, the Jets had a better than 50% chance to win this game. Uh, at one point, it looks like it was getting into the high 70s. You know, so think about this. You got almost an 80% chance to win the game if you're the Jets and you lose the game. The question is, is that because, you know, as happens, right? Or is it because the Jets are the Jets and losers lose? <laughs> and Belichick is Belichick. And yeah, he's lost some games recently, but he doesn't lose. He loses less than 50% of the 50 percenters. You know, the coin flip games, Belichick tends to do really well. And the Jets tend to do, at least under Gase, and for a long time, I think, prior to that, they tend to do poorly in the coin flip games. The mathematical question is, is that luck or is that skill? And it's also, I think, and, you know, I haven't seen the odds yet, but I'm going to look for them between now and tomorrow is, and McKenzie and Research, if he can find them, great, is they always put up the odds on a team going 0 for 16, and they're never... As it's never as likely as you think. Like my gut feeling is you're going to be getting probably three to one on the Jets going over 16. So at those odds, and let's just estimate now, you would love the the yes. Oh yeah, just looking at their schedule. Yeah, I would take the yes, especially after if you can't win that game last night. I mean, they were up what ten with six minutes left. Uh, Flacco throws that interception. Uh, they get the ball with an opportunity in the game tied to, to go down the field and try and win the game themselves, and they go three and out and then end up losing. Like if, if That felt like the game they could get. Because in most games this year, they've been somewhat competitive, but they just haven't really had a, a legitimate shot to win those games. They've been blown out a lot. This one felt like it was right there for the taking, and that Flacco interception, and with about six minutes left, it just it, they just wasted away, and, and Belichick like you said, in a, in a tight game, I don't know that there's any coach that I trust in the history of football than Bill Belichick. In a tight game late, I just feel like he's going to figure it out if the game's close. And I mean, and this is quite frankly an interesting kind of two sides of the same coin because you saw the Patriots and you could make the case given the givens, meaning how depleted this team is both from, you know, Brady's departure but I'm not so sure how big that is you know where Brady has looked pretty good Cam hasn't so maybe in hindsight it was bigger than I thought it might have been because I wasn't you know to me I probably thought you know this is admitting that I was wrong and I want to always try to be candid if you would have asked me to bet who's going to have the better year just purely statistically uh, and then I would have probably negotiated for a little bit of an edge just because Tampa Bay has so many playmakers. But other than that, I thought Cam, maybe the way to say it is in the exact same situation, Cam in Tampa Bay or Brady in Tampa Bay. Or flip it, Cam in New England or Brady in New England. I kind of would take, uh, I'm sorry, Cam, I would have, would have in both those cases. Now I wouldn't. I think there's just something wrong with Cam. And maybe it's something the COVID and he can recover from it. I don't know, but boy, it's been a while. And I guess I, I – oh, good. Well, no, I was just also going to ask you, um, 
the Patriots are three and five. If Tom Brady is on this Patriots team, is their record any different? Because I don't think it is. I think it might be worse. And here's That's, why. And I can't argue with that. That's because fair. I believe that if you look at the first game, I think it was against Miami, is Cam ran the ball 15 times. Yeah. And that was pretty much saying we're in a COVID year. We didn't have time to put everything in with a new quarterback. But, and look how bad the Bucks looked in the first game against the Saints, right? So it kind of makes sense with a new quarterback. This was going to be a tough first game of the year, even second game of the year. But by running a college-type offense, which is what I think it's fair to say, uh, New England ran in that first game. They were, And that includes having a running quarterback. That was vital. And I think Belichick, you look at that Raiders game, and then you look at this game, I mean, it almost feels like this New England team, you know, and let's give Colin some credit. He was really down on this team. Now, I think they're going to win more games than Colin thought, but still, he thought that they were trying, literally, were going to tank. Now, to me, it seems like the, the Patriots have actually done the opposite, where they've won some games you know, that first game they were in control of, but man, it was a tight, it was a tough win. And that Raiders game they were in control of, but it, to me, it's just Belichick is able to take these games. And when the other team doesn't have massive talent advantages, he just schemes them to a win. And every game they've lost has felt like, and in the Denver game being the exception, it felt like it just was clearly the better team on the other side. And I think with Brady, not only would his lack of running have been an issue, but I think his he's so used to winning. And remember, Belichick has had many years he hasn't won with the Browns, early on with the Patriots, but Brady's been a winner his whole professional career that he started. He won the Super Bowl the first year he started. So he isn't used to not winning. I have a feeling with... Brady's, and I want to get your thoughts on this, his inclination to lash out at others, it could have really become combustible. You know, him going five, let's say, you know, six and ten. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree. I, and last year we saw him get frustrated, He and he was frustrated while they were winning games. I mean, they started off, what, 8-0 a year ago? And, yes. and were, the, were the talk of the NFL. He was frustrated as they were winning games. And this offense and, and, and the amount of weapons they have on offense, I think, has only gotten worse from a year ago. So it stands to reason that he would be in even a worse mood on the sidelines dealing with this team. So that's why, yeah, I can't argue if, if you believe that they would have a worse record with Brady on this current Patriots team than they do now. I that's Jonas Knox. I'm RJ Bell straight out of Vegas. Last question for you, Jonas. The, uh, the Patriots had a huge advantage in time of possession. Um at the end of the game, that's when time of possession is supposed to benefit a team. Oh, the defense is tired. Just with the eye test, do you think the Jets giving up so many points late had to do with fatigue, had to do with how much New England controlled the ball? Yeah, I think there was some of that. They also, the Flacco interception, I think it was the first play of the drive, Flacco threw the pick, and the defense had to go right back out there again. And so you could just tell, um, it just felt like New England was going to figure out a way to make plays, and Cam Newton converting on that, I believe it was a third down uh, to Jacoby Myers to set him up for the field goal. And, and a lot of teams who may have burned timeouts trailing late, Belichick still had all three, and he still had another one in the bag for that situation, and it set up the long field goal and they end up winning the game and last question just pretty much just yes or no is if we replayed this game in a time machine and Sam Darnold was healthy and started do you think the Jets (laughs) do better or worse 
I don't think they do any different. Mm, I think they do much worse because if you actually look at Flacco's QBR, he had an outstanding QBR. Yeah, so, good. I mean, to me, it was kind of like a heavyweight fighter's last, you know, I don't know. But, I mean, this could have been his last chance against his nemesis in a way because, remember, Baltimore, New England had a lot of battles. Uh, to me, I got off the game. I really liked the under. I like different things. But I got off the game, as you heard yesterday, because I didn't want to bet against Flacco here where most games I would – but I felt like he felt like this might be the last hurrah, and he did perk himself up. I don't know if he drank a lot of Mountain Dews or what. Straight out of Vegas! Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app. To me, what's the scenario that's the most interesting here, and it's really a noteworthy scenario, is the idea of Florida is favored and it looks like by some estimates I think this is yeah this is the ESPN index type estimate is going to win the east 88% of the time and with Alabama likely coming from the other side so now imagine the following scenario is Florida upsets them in the conference final, conference championship. That happens. I mean, those teams will lose a game. Now, we got Clemson and Notre Dame likely playing in the ACC, and let's say now Clemson wins. And now we have Ohio State comes out, and again, they've got a very easy record. The Big Ten is down. Ohio State comes out of the Big Ten. So now you've got Florida in for sure. You've got Clemson in this case in for sure, having won the title game. Ohio State in for sure, and now you've got a one-loss Notre Dame losing the last game of the year, and then you got a one-loss Alabama. Who gets in? That's the question, and if Alabama misses a game against an LSU, it could be the deciding factor of the committee saying, yep, they didn't play enough games. What do you think? Yeah, I know. I still I look at the Notre Dame resume and I just think it would be stronger than Alabama's, especially at that point. And even though LSU is not a, a great team this year, that's still uh, you know that's still a win. That's still a marketable opponent. That's still somebody that you can look at and go, well, you know, they did beat LSU, and if they beat them handedly, which some people expected, and now they might not have the opportunity to do so. Yeah, I agree, and I just can't wait for the time the SEC gets the disadvantage in one of these. So, <laughs> but let, you know, I've changed my mind on Alex Smith. Yeah, Alex Smith has been named the starting quarterback, obviously, after the injury to Kyle Allen this past weekend. Alex Smith, the starter for Washington, moving forward. He had three picks in the game uh, uh, last weekend against the Giants, but he did throw a touchdown over 300 yards passing. But Ron Rivera announcing Alex Smith will be the guy going forward. And And to me, the question is, and we'll get into this, I've been a real skeptic of this because I felt like, hey, he's no good. He's the worst quarterback in the NFL, and I think that's true. But is the comeback player of the year, because Alex Smith is favored to be comeback player of the year, is it about anyone that's kind of had a problem and then the best player amongst them? Then Big Ben is so much better than him. But if the real issue is the distance from where they were to where they came, just Alex Smith getting on the field is a miracle, and thus he would be the comeback player of the year. It matters the way you look at it. Be sure to catch live editions of Straight Out of Vegas weekdays at 6 p.m. Eastern, 3 p.m. Pacific on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.